Hi everyone, and welcome to Little Victories. In this week's episode, Pierre and Korn talk about who's their favorite Bond actor. They also dwell in the nostalgia of videotechs and discuss Bo Burnham's new special Inside at length. Enjoy the show. Well, Pierre's from Belgium and Korn's from Germany. Little victories. They love to chat about the little things that they achieve. Little victories. They'll give a serious response about a silly thing. Their friends tend to find them exhausting. So they started up a podcast, Little Victories. Little victories. Hi, Korn. Well, look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> Is that from something? Uh, it's from... Uh, no, I, I just made it up. No, 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 you didn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just... I, I, on the spot. I, I know that sentence from somewhere. Well, first of all, there's no thing called a cat, so... This sounds exactly like the line of a villain in some kind of James Bond movie... You know, where they go, like, you just get caught and then it's like, well, well, well. Mr. Bond. <laughs> Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> and it's like a woman that has like a cat-themed yes, outfit. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we have no clue about James Bond. <laughs> Probably in every Batman movie ever. <laughs> because of Catwoman? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Okay, cool. Are you into James Bond at all? Like, is that yeah. a yeah? Yeah, yeah. I like I uh, I um, watched the movies growing up, and every time they were on TV, I would uh, watch them. Who's and your James Bond? Got multiple. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm interested uh, so now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I defer like the Bond that we had when I was kind of like starting to go to cinemas Pierce was Bros- Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And he's a man. He's a gentleman. Like he's a he's he's a James Bond kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Except for, I don't know, less physical probably. Yeah. But uh, he had this kind of like charm and dapperness to him. Really? That, uh, I, f- I felt like it, yeah. I feel like Pierce Brosnan is, it's a bit the opposite. He's like, the, he has the look, but he doesn't have very mm-hmm. the charm. I think he's very, I don't know, superficial. Really? Yeah, I think like Roger Moore is more. I think mm-hmm. Roger Moore is the, what Pierce Brosnan want to be. I mean, at one point they all, yeah, they are all a copy of each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the clones. Um, that being said, my favorite Bond movie is Casino Royale. Mm. Definitely, I think it's uh, it's the best because there's a there's an arc. Like, it starts off, he's not really Bond yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's not into it. And, like, the very last scene, spoiler alert, he catches, like, the bad guy. And the music starts playing very slowly. And you just see him walk up, and the camera just moves up uh, and, and, and focuses on him. And he's wearing, like, the full three-piece suit. Ooh. And just standing there, like, no emotion. Just, like, Bond, I, James Bond. I want and to then go. the music... <laughs> credits and it's so cool i want to go back to your description of the plot of the movie he's bond but he's not into it yet 
Yeah, in the beginning, he's not a double O agent. A, and then they, that's an awesome <laughs> way to summarize <gasps> it. I think that's how they should have promoted it. Yeah, yeah, it's a knowledge based Bond movie, but wait, he's not into it. <laughs> he, he's not wearing suits and shit, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be James Bond. <laughs> Man, come on. <laughs> know what i mean i want to go play That's outside and not drink uh, martini with like i want to drink heineken <laughs> <laughs> he does that in uh in i want to say skyfall mm -hmm. he heineken has a massive deal with james bond with the broccoli family <laughs> <laughs> heineken for me represent that classiness and that very very british style <laughs> 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 when I see Heineken, I see that that you suit. Think. I see like gentleman uh, spy. Yes, <laughs> see Britain. <laughs> I think it's the red star in their logo. That's what uh, what makes it uh, Heineken. It makes it British. Really? Okay. There's a red star in the logo, right? Heineken has a red star in the logo. It does. Right. I didn't fuck that one up. <laughs> no, not a core fact. How are you doing? I like little. Uh, do you like, first of all, do, I'm, I'm going to answer that question. Do you <laughs> like Heineken? I, I think it's all right. I like Heineken. The more and more now I I like light beer. Mm -hmm. I don't want something that feel like I'm eating a full dinner. Well, you live in the wrong country, my friend. I know, I know. Like we all have like that. Now it's just like this is a special <laughs> beer. Like you need to move to Cologne. <laughs> right now it's pretty much like. It could be like astronaut food, you know? It's just like, yeah, in one bottle, you have a full meal in it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, a root beer that isn't sweet. <laughs> it's like just cream. You're like, oh. But you so know heavy. what's worse is like in the US now, they are really into that type of beer, like this kind of special beer, but like pushed to an extreme. Like they are all about this like strong, like caramel or like it, every time they want to push one type of, taste in a beer they will push it to the max you know like oh this beer has a hint of cinnamon and then you drink it and it's like just it like christmas <laughs> in your in your face it's just yeah. like boom <laughs> i said a hint <laughs> i mean um it's a funny development because when i was in montreal last talked to some people there and you know how, like, in, in Germany right now, or in general, uh, if you, like, if you want to make money you, or try to make money, you, you, you build, like, a, a tech startup, and then you, what you try to do is sell get it. it to a certain level and then just sell it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And in Montreal, they do the same thing. Like, the biggest companies, they buy up those small breweries that start getting hip in, like, a quarter. So people started brewing beers, making it like cool marketing around it, like a cool bottle, cool logo and shit. And as soon as like you saw it being drank on the street, like the big companies just swoop it up. Oh, and wow. uh, and yeah, for them, it was, like some people told me, like if you want to make quick, quick money, uh, you started a brewery and sold it quickly. Oh. Why... Did you do do it then? You don't want Me? quick money, yeah. I'm I'm from a city where we don't know how to brew beer. 
Which no, means there's like a huge money. potential. Oh, you don't like quick money? No, I, I, I want very slow money. Slow money. I want to be like, I want to hit a comfortable level of income at like 98. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, feel I like can that's finally I can. spend it. <laughs> <laughs> I can use this. You want quality money. Exactly. For Not you, like for you, like one euro, when like th- th- it has a different weight, different value. That's right. We have a saying here: say that uh, money doesn't have a smell, meaning like. Right, we do have the same. Already, uh, but we say money. But money you say it in German, stink. I guess. Well, we <laughs> do, we do, we don't say it in English, and I bet you guys don't say it in English either. <laughs> um, you say Geld stinkt nicht. Which means uh, money doesn't stink. So, what? However, you got your money. Apparently, like uh, that quote just says, like, however you got your money, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, black market, uh, human trafficking, and drugs. Perfect. Um, this is the perfect segue. Oh, oh. for some drugs, black market, or money? Money related. Oh, oh maybe the absence of money. <gasps> Shit. <laughs> Do you need me to send you uh, some uh, uh, money? I have a little story, something that could have uh, turned into a little disaster, but instead turned out to be not a little victory, more like a little <gasps> n- little neutral. <laughs> Cas- casino. Um, Friday night, uh, I was coming back from uh, a little dinner in Maastricht. It was around midnight and I was walking the few meters from my car to my apartment where then I encounter a group of Spanish supporter, football fan who were still celebrating their win a bit earlier in the evening. And, you know, like they were like chanting, cheering and they were a bit drunk and, uh, you know, all good fun, you know. And um, I cross their path and they immediately like almost like jumped on me but you know chanting and like waving their flag and all good fun yes like all right guys good night and then as i walked back to my apartment i said to myself you know what this was nice but uh, there's something wrong here they were like a bit too cheerful so i immediately checked for my wallet and sure enough it was gone. <laughs> no way. The Spanish supporters fan stole my fucking wallet. And I immediately then rushed back, like run after them, like yelling. And they just like toss it, like just, just toss my wallet back on the floor. Picked it ah. up, went back to my apartment. All good. I didn't have cash with me. Never have cash with me. So it's yeah, probably no, why okay. they like throw it back. Yeah. But... I don't know, like, it felt like they, like they were, like, genuine, like, football fan. And I don't know if this was just, like, like kind of a trick they wanted to achieve. So, like, I bet I can, like, you know, take that man wallet without him noticing it. But in the end, they would have just, like, tossed it back to me. I don't know. Because, I don't know, it was very strange. I, I Surely, I, I did not, like... It's If they wanted to stole my fucking wallet, they would have done it, you know? I didn't just say, like, hey, man, I... I can 
beat the shit out of you three <laughs> me alone you know <laughs> that's not how it works so it's yeah. definitely not me who did the difference it's just that they they said yeah we don't care so i don't mm. know went back to my place and i was like this could have be a totally different evening like it could have <laughs> gone very bad but instead yeah. went to sleep slept like baby didn't think about it and i said like that's gonna be a cool story for the podcast oh nice that is a cool story for the podcast um you did not notice while they took it like you didn't notice them touching you and uh, no at, at and your pockets and shit one wow like i have always like uh that wallet was is like custom made by quentin he made oh, it oh yeah Yeah, yeah. So that's like it would have been like very shitty if they. So would it has no worth. It's <laughs> zero value. He can do thousands of them for you. For sure. Perfect. Um, but I, when when Quentin did the wallet, I asked him to make it like a small form that you can like put in your front pocket, and that's what I yeah. usually do all the time, except that night, like. For some really? reason, I put it in my back pocket. Why? I think it happened like... I think that was the first time. And of course, it had been the time where someone stole it from me. <laughs> so you must not have a very sensitive ass because they must have fondled your butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I thought oh, you this was like, like game. Like, so like oh, that's what yeah. Spanish do, you know? <laughs> yeah, you were like, mm, torero. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I must be in Europe. <laughs> 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 It's customary here. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you're just filled with ecstasy and then you don't feel it. <laughs> That happened. Were you ever mucked before? Um, no. And actually, that was my question to you. Mm. Did, this, did this ever someone fondle your butt before? They did, but never to steal shit from me, except for my uh, virginity. <laughs> Horrible. A great joke. Yeah. I also didn't mean to say virginity. I wanted <laughs> to say uh, my uh, innocence. Your heterosexuality. <laughs> right. I'm <laughs> super straight. Um, no, I was never mugged, really. Um The one thing that once happened to me was uh, I was like 14 and back then it was cool to have like a Zippo lighter, you know, the, the army lighter, mm -hmm. the one that you can tick. And, a yeah. Zippo lighter, yep. And they were like 20 bucks and, um, or the one I had at least. And I was uh, on the Cologne Beach, at the Cologne Beach, the Ooh. Riviera. Yeah, the famous the Cologne one. Beach. Best, best <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Uh, white sand where the nights are hot and the days hotter <laughs> right that's exactly what we say about that's our slogan and um we were there and my friends brought some other friends and those guys were kind of up to no good mm. and uh, one of them was just like oh this is a cool lighter i'm gonna take it i was like no that's my lighter and then he threatened to punch me and i was like Oh, fuck. All right. Not gonna. <laughs> And uh, so I, I let him take it, essentially. So that was the one thing when I was 14. Oof. <clears throat> But since then, I lived in Barcelona, Paris, 
never got mugged in like the subways or whatever. I always carry my phone and my um, wallet in my front pockets though. And I usually have my hands on them when I walk around. Mm -hmm. So and also I'm kind of a big guy. Yeah, you're tall. Like yeah. immediately that like so like this is not gonna be the smartest target. Right. Yeah. And um I have a story about a mugging though. When I did my semester abroad in Barcelona, I lived with uh, two German guys. Um and they arrived before me to like scout the apartments and um so they found one. And when they found one, I wasn't in Barcelona yet, but um they started they celebrated. They were there like two nights before I arrived. They celebrated the fact that they found an apartment? Exactly. Mm. They were like well, when you're like twenty three you don't need a reason to drink <laughs> and finding an uh, finding an apartment is like, Alright, let's celebrate. <laughs> Love it. Right, so they um they went out. One of them went home early. The other guy, he likes to party, so he was out for like uh, until like eight in the morning. Sure. And um, he went home. On his way home, he rolls his own cigarettes, by the way. That's important for the story. On his way home, there were like two guys who was like, hey, can you roll us a cigarette? And he was like, yeah, sure. And he rolled them a cigarette. Once he finished rolling the cigarettes and handing them to them, they went like, do you also have a lighter? And started just like touching him in random places. And he's like, oh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I got a lighter. Handed the lighter. Spanish and touching people. Spanish and touching. Yeah, <laughs> right. They smoked and they were like, all right, thanks, man. Left. He went home, wanted to put his stuff like out of his pockets and noticed like, oh, shit. My wallet is gone. Oh, God. So those guys, when they were searching for a lighter, actually... <laughs> They uh, stole his wallet. So he was like, well, those guys weren't like the biggest guys. And they must be still around. It was close to our apartment. So he went out again. Okay. And went looking for them. Did he gather the German team? Like the other guy went back to... No. And I don't know why. No, he went out on his own. That was a bad idea. Yeah. And I tell you why it was a bad idea. Because he walked around telling people... Like, hey, someone stole my wallet. Can you help me? And then there was one guy who was just like, no, I can't help you find your wallet, but give me your phone. <laughs> so he gave that guy his phone. <laughs> and that's oh that, that was it. He went home. <laughs> he went home after that. He was like, oh, I guess uh, if I lose two out of three of the most important things... <laughs> Uh, that I carry in my pockets, <laughs> I guess. It's time to go home. Yeah, and he had to go to the police station after, file a report and everything, but uh, of course, you don't. Police you, you said, don't find like, anything. give me your shoes. <laughs> the police was like, all right, here's like 10 black guys. Can you point them out? I'm not even kidding. I was there. It was just, it was, they were just like, any of these? And my, my friend was like, I mean, no, none of them. Oh, wow. What a what an insane story! I think it's yeah. probably a bad idea indeed in to like just run to people and say like, "Can you help me?" Like you need a plan, plan of action. Yeah, like even after they stole his wallet, he was still thinking of people as good people. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like when, if someone steals my wallet i'm gonna be cautious yeah like probably not everybody on the street is there like is down to help me especially at that time when i run back to these guys for my wallet i wanted to like i was about like they stopped and looked at me and i was about like to give some bad names like you motherfucker and then they looked at me like okay now like you know the, the drunkness like fade away and it was just like this kind of like ready like they felt like ready oh, really to, to something oh shit. and i changed at the last moment i said like that was not smart i said <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, this was like extremely stupid. And then they dropped the wallet. But I was I was like, now I have to be cautious about what I'm saying. You know, it's midnight. There's three dudes in front of me. And they don't seem like as drunk as they were like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? Man. And my insult turned into like, hmm, not smart, young man. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did now. <laughs> You better pray that I'm not telling your moms about this. <laughs> How old were they? They're probably pretty like younger. Twenty, twenty, I would say twenty something. Oh, really? Yeah. Were they like pretty boys? They look like Spanish student on their Erasmus, just have fun in the evening. You know, oh, pick pick the right city. Just like exactly. <laughs> Absolutely not like people uh, that want to arm you. And uh, as and th as they were like taking my wallets, they kept repeating to me, "I respect you." <laughs> Why? This was weird. You know, this was part of so the weirdness. You said like usually when you party with someone, you don't keep repeating, "I'm respecting you." Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do that all the time. <laughs> Wait, they said that to you? Yeah. In English. No, in French. Oh, they spoke French? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, I respect you, man. I respect you. I respect you. And they had some same time, they were like, taking my wallet. Don't really respect no. me, man. <laughs> what hurt more than you took my wallet was the dishonesty. That's what I told them. You know, like, yeah. taking my wallet was one thing. Hey, take the fucking no. two euros. <laughs> but this, the broken heart, <laughs> cannot be mended. <laughs> But um, it all turned good. Um, I still don't know exactly why they did it. Uh, if probably there was like 300 euros in my wallet, they would have probably not given it back. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, moral of the story, never carry cash with you. There's a higher chance no. that you will get back your, your wallet. Handcrafted by Conta. Oh, yeah, all right. Like a little cue. Yeah. Bad, bad. It says bad mother Quentin on it. I think what happened is like they saw it was like the brand of Kanta. It's like, oh shit. You know, it's like in Nobody when they look at the <laughs> Drop tattoo. <it>. You know? <laughs> right. It's like, and he oh. just like locks the door like 10 times. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like looks through the thing. All right, bye. He's like, oh shit. He knows Kanta. <laughs> just <laughs> drop the wallet, man. Drop the wallet. I think I'm going to watch that movie again in the cinema. Did you see it in the cinema? Yes. Ah, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. And when the movie, like, we were sitting with Kanta and we watched it again. And as the movie started, we were like, are we really doing this? Watching that movie again? And after two minutes, we were like, yes, we are watching it again. <laughs> nice. So happy about it. Very good. 
Shit, I just had a... Oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday, I went out with friends and talking about never carrying cash. That's a problem in Germany because Germany is... Uh, I, for some reason, we're in love with fucking paper money mm -hmm. and little coins. <laughs> so um, a friend of mine, he lives in London and he essentially only goes out now with his phone because you don't need more. You have like Apple Pay. Yep. You can pay everywhere. You can pay at every kiosk like... Uh, you can order an Uber. Like, that's all you need when you go out for a night. And um, so he's making a point of not carrying a wallet with him. Mm -hmm. So every time you go out with him in Cologne, he's like, I don't even carry a wallet. And you're like, yeah, we get it. You live in London. <laughs> of course, what that means is that guy never pays for anything. Oh. <laughs> and... Uh, yesterday it became an issue because like I like we went to two places I paid for the first round of drinks uh, he had food with another friend and the other friend had to pay for the, the food the <clears throat> then we went to the second place and uh, at the second place he was like alright guys I'm gonna pay I think you can pay by card here went to the bar guys they don't they don't take card oh my god so we're like oh fuck Jesus <laughs> So uh, he, he he didn't pay. It's sad that we cannot yet use the phone to at an ATM. You know, you would just swipe your phone oh. and then get cash. It's coming, no? Like every, uh, as soon as they have the wireless, uh, the contactless thing. Yeah, but do they have it at the you ATM or not? I never saw I, it I at, the, I, at the ATM. I saw, yeah, I saw the sign at some ATMs, but I've never tried it. Okay. Well, but then um, that would be super what, convenient. Yeah, what might happen is that you have, uh, you need to have, you know, on you, you can put your like your actual card on your phone, right? Mm -hmm. So you whatever bank you're at, ING, yep. whatever, then it has your ING bank. So maybe you need to to select that one and not go through whatever Apple Pay or Google Pay. Yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah. You cannot retrieve with your PayPal account at uh, yeah, right. Yeah, because it yeah. has to be from your bank account. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but that's fair. Still better than what we've got going on right now. <laughs> yeah, there's so many places. Like, I see places where they used to have, like, the bank card terminal. And then you return to that place. And they say, like, oh, yeah, we don't have it anymore. And I'm like, you had everything. You know, you had something good here. <laughs> and you decided to remove it. Why? <laughs> well, I know why, but still. Is there is there a feature or product that you miss from some era of your life? Ah. Mm. I would say I did not experience it to the fullest, but every time that I did, I really enjoyed it. It was the fact of like renting DVDs from the mm. um, uh, the, the, the library videotech. town. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But library it, town. <laughs> oh, there's a town town of libraries. <laughs> Is it like Sadness City? It's like uh, but with books. <laughs> <laughs> Library, you should, I never, I never took you to Library Town. <laughs> uh, no, I, well, I, I didn't know. It's, it's a big quarter in, uh, in Liège, and um, everything is made out of books there. 
It's insane. Wow. The streets so it's like are the books. So, sorry for the reference, like the repeated reference, but it's like when Homer dreams of the chocolate, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, chocolate land. Chocolate land. And oh, Germany. Like, the land of chocolate? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, right. And he's like, oh, <laughs> land of chocolate. And that's with books right now. And, uh, but, and I just imagine you biting into books. Exactly. And eating books. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Mediatek is an English word, but I will use it anyway. Um, but that place, which was managed by the city, that's what I meant. It's, it was not like a, some kind of private <laughs> chain that would do it. Right. Um, and then you would just go there and then like you would browse around all the things. Your dad would tell you, you, you can only have two or three. I don't right. know. Yeah. And then you would yeah. pick the, the movie that you want to want. And they had also a small... But I don't remember if it was the same place or not. They had like a small video game section and you could also rent some video games. But that was the best. Like There's video game that you just want to play one night. And then you say, all right, it was not the greatest, but I had fun. That's it. I'm returning it. Now you have to commit. You have to pay for everything. You right. know, if you, even if you have to, you want to play like, you know, you say like, this is a game that I'm going to play two days. You still have to right. buy it. And um, also, there's something about just having a limited choice, which makes easier to pick. Just like say, oh, yeah, all right, there's these ten movies in that section. Right. Let's pick one. Did uh, Library Town have a section where you weren't allowed to go? Like, was your dad like, uh, don't go in that one? And like, a guy would just sneak out of it. <laughs> and there's like pink neon, like in it. In uh, the way it was an hour, uh, library town, <laughs> library town, you would have a room that you could use, and there's everything also good for children. Then you had to go th through uh, like one of those like a curtain, <clears throat> and you're in the horror section. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, and you had to go through the horror section to get through the to the porn section. Does that make sense? Mm. Unless you're really horny and easily scared, yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're just like, you're like, okay, I need that porn DVD. And then you have first, you have to go through <laughs> that horror section and you get spooked. And it's like, oh, I don't want it anymore. That oh, would man. make zero sense. Yeah, you get like discouraged by the monsters on the on the thing. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I don't want to fuck anyone anymore. And at at one point, because it's not a clear line, you know, you enter the very niche porn horror movie. Like at some point, <laughs> right? Yeah, those were good though. Like. Uh, House of Wax, super trashy. Paris Hilton has like, I think she doesn't have an actual nude scene, but uh, very, very bikini-ish. Small bikini. Most of slasher movie involves yeah. some kind of very light porn, I don't know. Soft porniness. Soft porniness, that's the correct term, yeah. And we also got our title for the episode. <laughs> That one's going to be flagged out by Spotify. We cannot mention this as being clean. <laughs> <laughs> you think? No, no, Is that no. a thing? Soft porn? I mean, it's soft. 
It's not hard porniness. Oh, yeah. If it's soft porniness, it's all good. Yeah, I think so. Or Library Town. Library Town would also be a fucking great. But we already had, like, we can't make it too city-themed. We already had Satin City. Mm -hmm. If you use Library Town now, people are going to think, like, those guys are planners (laughs) and plan shitty... Shitty civil, civil civil engineering. That's it. Yes, that's the word. Ah, Whew. thank God. I. Uh... Um, speaking of soft porniness. Oh. I yeah. finally got to watch the Bob Burnham special. <laughs> Cornelius, I have no words. Like first, I'm extremely grateful. That you recommended me that that piece yeah. of content had Bob art would hate it. <laughs> say it. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's not content. It's really art. That thing that I watch was insane. Like there yeah. is no equivalent. I was like blown away. At some point, I was like. What am I even watching right now? Like, this feels completely surreal. It felt like I was in a dream. And yeah, that was like something completely new. Like, there's no word to describe what I felt. And that thing, that special is staying with me right now. Like, I feel in my day-to-day things that I do, I think about it, you know? I really like, it's the best kind of art it's the one that really stays with you and uh, i keep coming back to it and thinking about it and i was like well, okay what this was about and, yeah. and this and i have like this imagery because it's also like beautifully shot and like extremely like the visual of that special are amazing so the songs are great but you also have like this very visual clue to remember it and uh it was right. awesome, really, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the better uh, things that I saw recently, uh, and I have the songs on repeat on Spotify. <laughs> like I listened to it, I've listened to it probably like ten, fifteen times now. The whole thing. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, what's wrong with my throat? Anyways, um, yeah, it's a really good. It's, I feel exactly the same way that you feel about it. I have a question, though, because when I recommended it, I kind of said, like, the songs are great and f- and funny, but overall, it leaves you with a kind of sad feeling. Mm-hmm. But now that I, I told people, like, j- j- watch it, it's great, but you're going to have a sad feeling after. Some people come back to me and be like, actually, it didn't feel too sad at all, whereas I felt super sad after. But, I, I mean, still good, but, you know, it kind of... To me, it was also a downer. Mm-hmm. Was it the same for you? Because I feel like some people don't have the same reaction. No, it, it, it was not a downer for me because... So for me, I think there's two ways to feel about that special. The first one is to empathize with Bob Burnham himself because mm. he's going through some tough shit, you know? He's fully depressed and have a lot of anxiety. So if you try to feel what he feels you will feel sad at the end of the the special that's for sure on the other hand 
I think what he points out during the special and the, all the themes, for me, it felt quite reassuring because he's pointing out so much stuff that seems to be right in the world, but actually is wrong. Um, mm. That you feel like, oh, it's not only just me who's crazy to think there's something wrong. It's fucked up. And you know, like you feel like fight, like someone is putting words on some fucked up things that is surrounding us. And it's okay to not feel okay about it. Um, and for me, it was quite, I don't know, like, it's all right that I don't feel good about these things because Bob Burnham and the shit ton of other people also thinks the same. And then you feel less alone about it, you know? Mm. when he yeah my, my my favorite songs from the special is the um, i was uh, gonna ask like i have categories <laughs> that i was gonna ask you uh but you can you can go first yeah like that uh, that funny feeling you know the, right that, that, that's the song where he plays the guitar and it's it's just a very calm song where you just lay out like those very simple lyrics which is always a contrast you know he 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 talks about something which is popular in our pop culture or reference. And then he put in contrast something bad and you're like, okay, all these things that we are now used to, it's okay to not be okay with it in, in right. a way. You know, the, one of the lyrics is like, uh, it's a bit like I'm tired of the backlash to the backlash, backlash about that thing that just begun, you know, this kind yeah. of like loops of, of like, I don't know, just reaction to the reaction to the reaction that we are tired of it. One of the lines is just like um, that uh, self, like self-improvement book that you received hand-delivered by a drone. You know, it's right. like, like, oh yeah, I want to improve myself and feel better, but it's being right. bringed to you by this kind of like robotic machine. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't want people involved. Just... Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> in a way, we try to feel like Okay, it's everything is fine. We have like all these things at hand, but in another way, like we are so much, we have this kind of tunnel vision now, right. because everything goes so fast that we are forget the most essential. You know, right. receiving a self improvement book that you just purchase on fucking Amazon, <laughs> right. delivered by a drone. You know, it it creates this kind of contrast and. For me, it's helping. It's kind of saying, like, yeah, this is fucked up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's that funny feeling. <laughs> right. The, yeah, the, the funny feeling song is the one that I have the most trouble interpreting. And I think you, you pinpointed quite well. Because to me, I always try to find, like, all right, so what is the category of this song? Like, is he describing bad things or is he describing good things? But it's the mix. It's, it's like, it's not really bad, but as you just said, it's okay to feel weird about this because it is weird <laughs> it is it is just weird getting a yeah the backlash the backlash of the thing that's just begun is like ah man yeah why yeah i, mean, I guess it's all right that this, this is happening but i don't i don't need it at the same and time uh, like there's also that lyrics in the same song like you have the uh, in the whole world at your fingertips because of like internet yeah. and digitalization right. but you have the ocean at your door meaning like yeah, we have doing like making this huge progress, but at the same right. time, the environment is fucked. So while you can chat with anyone in the world, the ocean keeps rising. <laughs> it's like, right. 
And it's like full contrast of like technology, but also like, yeah, but there is, it's a strange feeling. It's this kind of like, I, I don't know. I feel like that song really resonates with me. Yeah. What, which one to you was the quirkiest song? Um, the internet song. The qu that's the quirkiest, yeah. Okay. In terms of I, way all right, wait. I'm gonna give you the category categories that I got lined out for the songs. Okay. Quirkiest, obviously funny, and best. Okay, maybe quirkiest is the um, maybe the sexting one. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that was was very quirky. The funniest was the Instagram. The uh, yeah. uh, white girl. The obviously, white, yeah. The white, obviously funny one is the white women on Instagram. White right? women on Instagram. That, that was like hilarious. Do uh, you felt like he was missing? Uh, I. He describes it perfectly, and he describes like all the pictures that white women have <laughs> on the Instagram typically. But one thing was missing. One thing that women, white women, have on Instagram that he didn't describe, and I tell you which one it is. Do you know those graffitis of like those angel wings yeah. on a wall, and then girls just stand in front of them? Oh yeah, true. And that, would have been easier that to was do the with the projector yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, he could have done. Yeah, but that one is the one missing. <laughs> but it's fine. I forgive Bo. The rest is spot on. Um, yeah. So just in in general, like, um, and I, I watched it with Quentin, and uh, you know, we, we watched the full thing, and then we were just like laughing, and then like be very quiet when it was like really sad, and w when it ended, we just like look at each other. We were like, whoa, this was. And Quentin left almost immediately after, but they almost left like super quietly. You we were like, thank you for this. Oh, like, <laughs> It, it was yeah. almost like some kind of religious experience, you know. We we're like really, we didn't really talk about it. We just left, and then we we're like, "All right, this happened." Um, but, but yeah, and I, I was thinking, like, is there a recent movies or something that really, like, stays with me, and it's not just like this enjoyable moment? And I cannot really think about about one like that on the spot recently. And I think that was one really like an art moment yeah. that really I felt connected to. And that's so for you rare. Probably, uh, for you, probably the father, right? That one stayed with you for some time. Yes, but the father stayed with me in a way that is not really helping because like the father is yeah. like hopeless. Well, okay. Uh, Great. <laughs> the <laughs> father is really like <laughs> this is something you have to consider but there is no hope in the end you know mm. it, really the father is just about like in the end you die alone <laughs> well fuck which is important to know but it's not really is helping it? <laughs> right uh It's one of the lines in Mad Men. You you are born alone and you die alone, and I remind myself of that every day, and that's why I live that way. So, something like that. <laughs> Very quotable show, by the way. Go watch Mad Men. Do you? Th what do you think of Bo Burnham's acting? Mm. It's superb. It's be so believable. Like the freak out scenes. I had to remind myself that he that it's, it's deliberate. Like he put a camera there for a reason. Yeah. He wants you to see all of this, but it was so real. The freakouts, um, the crying parts, 
it it it, uh, it stung almost. That's how real it was. And when you think about visually how he did it, like all the 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 light show that he's putting out, like this must be like so much work, like so oh. much work. It, it, it's insane, and but also like creatively, like also to come up with this thing. Um, yeah. and to come out like with different style like just go watch that Boburnum special inside like this is like the best shit ever <laughs> just go watch it yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, I sent you a video that you didn't want to watch um, which I respect but there's a guy that breaks down like the technical equipment that Boburnum used and I thought you would find that interesting because you're into technical shit but uh I, I found it super interesting because some of the stuff you would imagine is like, well, it's Netflix produced still, so they're going to hand that shit over to him. But most of the stuff is actually, apart from the cameras that could be super expensive depending on the lens, um, it's very, very attainable stuff. And uh, it kind of inspires you to be like, huh, what could I do? Like, what could I buy for 50 bucks and then make something out of it? Mm -hmm. He, he used a lot, and I saw it in different shows, like this kind of like very small lights, like which is like yeah, like the, this little the LED. square, yeah, yeah, that has like a battery inside, and you can choose all the colors and the intensity mm. with just a couple of these. Yeah, like if this would have existed, like I don't know, forty years ago, like this like is so much quality course it doesn't replace the very expensive one but already this is such a huge improvement and you can do so much stuff w just with that because it's so it's tiny yeah you can, it's perfect yeah the way he uses it in that studio though like in his room it's perfect mm -hmm. right yeah, yeah there's yeah. no loss of quality at all like how would you do it better i don't know i mean but I, i'm not a sound or a, a lighting guy but it, it i feel like it conveys the story perfectly mm -hmm. the thing that helps is that for almost all the shots he wants to have like some kind of crazy lighting so it helps to have like this kind right. of very colorful lights probably if you shot a movie where you go to do to have like the most smooth and natural light possible this might not do the trick you know i mean the, right. the boburnum special felt extremely well produced but very like almost some kind of like light show yeah probably that helps with that kind of kind of stuff right and uh, also the projector, like surprisingly great tool to to convey your art. For sure. But uh, about the light show thing, I, I um, watched a couple of interviews with Bob Burnham, but already back, like a couple of years back, because I loved him from like the first special on. Um, and uh, his problem with like those big comedians when they do arenas or super big theaters, it's usually just like them standing... Standing there, doing their stand-up, and they have, like, two massive displays on the side, uh, or screens, rather, and that you see a close-up of them, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a, not like in a concert where there's really, like, choreography, lighting, uh, fires and shit, like, going into it. And he always found it dumb, because every theater is gonna have, like, a rig where you have lights and spotlights and everything you can do. If you watched... Um, the Chris Rock special, Bo Burnham directed it, and there's like, there's a super cool lighting installment in the back, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, his specials are always great with 
when it comes to lighting um and super creative yeah i feel like most of the stand-up comedian like we have that vision of like what stand-up is and it's like that yeah. little uh, stool with a bottle of water and then like a mic and a super long cord and you just right. walk around and do your shit right. with it and i feel like you don't want something else because if you do something else then you will not be put in the stand-up category you know it's going to be something right. else and for people who are looking for stand-up they're going to say like oh yeah but this is not stand-up i'm not going to watch it but indeed like this is a restriction a stupid restriction you are on the yeah. stage like this rig everywhere use it you know you can right. create something your own you don't have to do the same thing as all of the others you can make in a very simple way if someone knows what they're doing you can make very cool shit yeah very cool shit it's all because it's from the uh this is all derives from the open mic thing at the bar where you have a yeah. tiny stage with a tiny stool on it and then you right. have to use that restriction yeah. but right. if you scale up why not scaling up also the accessories and light show you know be creative which you can't imagine like his shows are so planned out he can only do a couple of theaters probably like or i don't know how many theaters have that sort of installment that he needs but imagine like working on your act it must be so difficult if you are you have to think of light shows before you know that they're gonna work on an audience mm -hmm. just like oh this looks cool <laughs> maybe people are gonna laugh at it but i think this is where there's a difference between really the an engineer and an artist you mm. know the artist like right. knows that this is gonna be cool and yeah. maybe it's gonna change from one theater to another because there's not the same lights at the same spot but say like oh yeah we can make it work that way um and i think that may probably also remove some kind of stress because you know the general idea of what you want to accomplish and you can accommodate with different type of stuff Whereas if you are more the, you know, very precise person that say like, oh yeah, but we don't have that set up there. This is not going to work. Right. This is very yeah. stressful. And uh, yeah. Obernam is a bit everything. <laughs> yeah. He's the artist, but also he's the one who designed all of this stuff. So very, he's impressive. Like I remember like 15 years ago, I think it was 15 years ago, when he started on YouTube and he was doing like yep. these little I don't know those little songs. songs. I was not yeah. really into it, and um, I have to say, like, I I was never really into Bourbon. Um, like I, the songs were not. I think it was like a bit quirky and fun, but nothing special. But this one, this one blew my mind. Like first in Promising right. Young Woman is like the, yeah. the like he plays like it's awesome. Like how good he plays uh, that role. Yeah. Um. So that was the first like oh. Bob Burnham, yeah, he's a, he's a big deal. And now this, and now I'm a, I'm part of the Bob Burnham family. Did you did you watch uh, Eighth Grade? Uh, which one is that? Uh, he he um, directed it. It's a movie about a, a girl that is just finishing eighth grade, and like the anxiety that comes with. I, like, I did not. Kid. No. It's really good. Okay, then I will watch it. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, to. Yeah. Right, as you can imagine, like again, very real, and um, ah, good artist, a very good artist. I was so sad when he uh, announced that he wasn't going to do stand up anymore because of the 
anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Like he actually has anxiety attacks. Yeah, that and, that, that um, he doesn't fake. <laughs> no. And I was like, no, you made two or three even amazing specials. I don't want you to stop. <laughs> but um, then he, he started still working and putting out great other shit. Uh, he won an award for for uh, eighth grade. Um, not I'm not sure what kind of award it was, but he was nominated with a bunch of people that were nominated for the Oscars the same year. So his uh, when when he was winning his his speech was just like uh, have fun uh, and to to the people in the uh, to the other nominees in this category have fun at the Oscars suckers. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Uh, he knows uh, how to hit the funny bone. Yeah, he does. He does. Damn. I'm sure we're going to talk more about it when I visit yeah. you next week. Oh my god, is it that time of year again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pierre's coming to my place. Yes. And we're going to have the first podcast in person. Yes, live recording, in Fuck person, yeah. podcast. We're it's not live have... recorded. No, it's not live recorded. But... <laughs> Why did you say that? I don't know. In-person <laughs> recording. Well, Steven Spielberg is going to direct it. <laughs> I, if, apparently we can say things that are not true, so... Bo Burnham is going to be there. And we're going to have so much fun. We're going to make cookies and have a pyjama party and do mm-hmm. a pillow fight. Pierre makes the best cookies. People don't know that. <laughs> he also has the best pillow fighting technique. Yes. It's all in the wrist. But people know that. <laughs> it's the wrist, yeah. yeah. Ah, that's how you always win. I try like the elbow, but <laughs> very static. There's only so much you can do with an elbow, whereas the wrist is like 360. So I'm super excited for that. Yes. There's still a bit of technicalities on like the gear, but we'll find out. If Bob Vernon managed to do an entire special at his place alone, we'll manage to... Recording one hour audio podcast. Right. We can uh, have the microphone dangle from the from the ceiling, and we both just get up very close to it, like uh, <laughs> oh my a tramp, and talk, speak into it. <laughs> yeah, let's do that for sure. <laughs> we could rent a studio. Oh, is there well, a you famous know what? recording studio in Cologne where the Beatles recorded a song or not? Or is, oh no, they did it in Hamburg. It was Hamburg, the, the Beatles. You team. have a uh, Beatles. In Hamburg, you have Bowie in Berlin, and you have Freddie Mercury in Munich. But, but in Cologne, uh, not uh, not sure actually. I should know. <laughs> should I? G- I'm not gonna Google famous recording studio in Cologne right now. I'm gonna do it after though. Mm-hmm. And then we rent that place, and we'll have the yes. smoothest. I mean, we already we have, have good a, audio. We have good audio. <laughs> you, you texted me this week saying that you were listening to other podcasts where the audio was terrible. And then you said, like, why are we not more popular, Pierre? I'm, I'm tired. I want, I yeah. want fame. I, I, I want the Jeff Bezos money. <laughs> right. Do you want Jeff Bezos money? Of course. What would you... Like, how much is it? What do you mean, how much is it? Like, hundred something billion? You know, when I was a little, um, it was the time where in video games you (laughs) you could use cheat code, (laughs) (laughs) and you know you could like 
be invincible or go through walls uh, or have all the weapons unlocked or something. I don't know. It was always fun the first five minutes and then you would get bored. You're like, all right, I guess I can go through the walls. Guess I can go super fast. And I guess no one can kill me. There's nothing at stake anymore. Yeah. But um, you do agree that the struggle for making a livelihood is sometimes limiting. I don't want that limit. Okay. And the limits that come with the responsibility of having so much money, in my opinion, better than the struggle towards making a livelihood. So, yes, I want the Jeff Bezos money. Jeff, if you hear this, if you're listening to this. Just grab some. Just Stop inviting people to fly to space. Yes. Give me all your money and I can make my own space missions. If suddenly you had all Jeff Bezos money, Mm -hmm. like, do you think... Like the but you wouldn't have like no advisor, no one to manage it. Like you just land into your bank account. Mm-hmm. How fast do you think that money is going away? Not because you are spending it, but just because of tax stuff. Just having the money itself costs money. So someone gives me all that money. Yeah. Half of it probably goes to the German state. Mm-hmm. Already like German states say like thank you, Cornelius. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you big what dumb-dumb. idiot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what idiot gave this to you? So half of it is gone, and then you have that's it. Yeah, it's only taxes, right? I don't know. Oh, I, I no no. There's um um in Germany now. Maybe it's even EU. At a certain level of income or money on your account, like if you pass a certain threshold, they uh, make you pay a certain percentage. Oh, of I have it to be careful as a, about as that. A <laughs> yeah, you and I we're very far away, and that's how I noticed something. Like my friends, a friend of mine, he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm starting to invest right now because uh, they just uh, issued that new law, and I don't want money to like be taken just for nothing mm-hmm. if I can invest the money." And I was like, oh, yeah, makes sense. I should check it. I checked it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm an easy, like, 150K away from that. And that friend was like, yeah, you have to spread out your money over multiple accounts. <laughs> I'm nowhere near that. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> one euro here, one euro <laughs> there. Oh, my money is safe. <laughs> The bank is not getting that. <laughs> Opening six bank accounts, putting 50 euros each. <laughs> oh, man. I make the calculation. I'm saving 30 cents overall. <laughs> oh, yes. Take that, German government. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Money. Money, eh? M- it's a drag. It's a uh, drag. The, 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 the Pink Floyd guy says. Does he say that? I think so. Money. It's a drag. Ah, yeah. Take that cash with both hands and (laughs) da-da-da. I'm in. uh, uh, I bet Pink Floyd recorded something in Cologne. Cologne could be the Pink Floyd city. You think? Why would they go to... uh, Why do you think they went to Germany to to do that? Like those big bands? Why... 
because, because it was a very important culture like if they want to cross the pond uh, mm. and when they arrive in Europe, I mean, I know, I think like Germany was always at the top of like fashionable pop culture, very, I mean, yeah. so every, yeah. every country has its specialty. France is like fashion design, whatever. Germany was music right. and, and Belgium okay. is probably uh, Manis. Manis, yeah, Manis of Manis twins. Another <laughs> <laughs> uh, great title. Yeah, that, that one might might make the cut. But then we're mayonnaise themed again. No, yeah, we cannot have that again. <laughs> Dude, we can't be city or mayonnaise <laughs> themed. Difficult. So this podcast is city planning and mayonnaise themed. <laughs> um, it's a special niche, but people enjoy it. Mayor of Mayo City. Oh my god, that could That's be hilarious. our uh, second mayor. podcast. <laughs> mayor of Mayo City. I, Mayo. and the people are Mayans. <laughs> <laughs> They have we, a special calendar. We have to cut that type of talk because I know this could like go for another hour, but we are like running short of yeah. on time, so we have to cut the mayonnaise. Apologies, stuff. apologies to Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, do you know that bit? No. J Jimmy Kimmel, uh, like in the beginning when he started his late night show, at at the end of each episode, he would be like, "Apologies to Matt Damon," as if Matt Damon was in the green room in the back. Uh, and he said, apologies to Matt Damon, we're running out of time. Mm, so and it was like a name drop? All the time. Okay. Yeah. And then at one point he had Matt Damon on the show uh, and he just came out and he was like, Matt, apologies, but we're running out of time. And then <laughs> Matt Damon did like a fake, uh, he, he he got fake angry. Okay. He's a good actor. So it seems real. And then they started like this feud of... Uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon and now they have like this massive great meta thing mm. where um, Matt Damon like Sarah Silverman used to be with Jimmy Kimmel so Matt Damon made a song I fucked Sarah Silverman and then uh, Jimmy Kimmel made a song about fucking Ben Affleck uh, because Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are great friends it's funny I like it I enjoy that kind of shit Meta Damon ah <laughs> 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 nice okay <laughs> meta damon yep how about that all right <sighs> should we move Is towards our the end of the show which usually ends with our little victory of the week i think it's a little victory o'clock all right do you want to start i said last uh last week yeah oh uh which one <laughs> Did I did, last week? I already said that I started like uh, regularly meditating and taking cold showers again, right? You did. My little victory of the week this week is the whole week. Wow! Because I spent yeah, I spent some time at my parents' place, and work was very slow. Mm -hmm. So I really took it easy, chilled the fuck out of my life, uh, laid no bathed in the sun a lot, swam, um, met friends. It was just, it was almost like a holiday 
week where I do some stuff for work. And you get paid for it. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Isn't it the best? Ah, it is the best. Going for a swim and then get paid for it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's uh I'm gonna build that to the client. <laughs> for, for the record, I'm not. <laughs> it goes in my break time. Yeah, so my little victory was how well I could kind of t switch off the work switch, which I had uh, difficulties in the past couple of months. So that it, was it's really not cool. uh, you. You all always need a bit of time to really like yeah. switch mode. But I think the fact that you actually went to another place, which was your parents' place, also helped with that deconnection. Right. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this is like kind of new surrounding which I don't see every week, and then you feel like more. It's easier to disconnect from what you see every day. Yeah. And it's sort of like a spa. <laughs> and it's like, so yeah, it helps. It helps. The the problem though was like when we arrived, my parents left at 11. We arrived on that Saturday at uh, 2. And I wanted to immediately go to the basement to put some icy cold beers in the fridge. Mm -hmm. well, they were warm, but then I wanted to make them icy cold. And... I went to the basement and there was water standing on the floor. Uh, and what happened was one of the heating boilers had like uh, a hole in it due to uh, rust. Mm -hmm. Is that what? Oh, yeah. Um, so I had to like fucking pump out the basement. And uh, your friend didn't probably think... found that very manly. Yeah, I didn't think my millennial ass would be uh, <laughs> able to do that, but. Uh, yeah, I was surprised I didn't fucking post uh, an Instagram story of me doing that. <laughs> Had to uh, pump that old water back to... <laughs> Classic Saturday, right, guys? Uh, who of you did this before? Yeah, um, I just so wanted that was, some cold brew. <laughs> that was also a little victory. And I lost uh, six kilos since starting to lose weight. Wow. Yeah, I weighed myself last Saturday. Last week you told me that you were getting fat. And yeah, now but, you uh, lost six kilos. That's a huge victory. Because the week before that, I already started losing weight. And I didn't... I always uh, go on a scale in my parents' place, mm. which is a shitty scale. Because it always puts too high numbers there up there. But um, yeah, so I lost a bunch of weight. And I rewarded myself by eating the shittiest food this week. So That's how it works. The, the eternal cycle. <sighs> I spoke a lot on my little victories. There were a bunch of them. What <laughs> about you, Pierre? Um, I would say that my little little victory of this week is related to work. Mm. Or more like maybe future work. Because oh. I worked a lot on planning what I want to do next. And uh, I created a full schedule of learning after work, before work in bit like breaks in between and i made it very realistic so i purchased some uh training uh that was not not too pricey for something that i really enjoy uh the a path that i want to further explore and i put myself some deadlines i i really developed like a like something i never do like usually i just go through things but i was like on this one i need to plan really well so I really like thought about the week and the when I have time where I don't want to work on that, where I said, like, oh, maybe there I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to work on it. So I really 
take into consideration all of these aspects and really lay it down. And I use some uh, agile scrum tool to plan mm. it. So my own learning is now designed in sprints and in, oh, wow. uh, and with like the backlogs and everything. It, it's there. Oh, no. So oh, no. it's all like divided in little tasks. Even if some tasks can just take like 15 minutes or so, it's in a task in a DevOps agile scrum method so online. You are a robot. So, yeah, but that's something that I'm not used to do. But I'm like, mm -hmm. if I want to achieve it, I will need more than just my motivation afterwards. And I do I feel like it or not? That's not going to cut it. So I really pushed myself and really planned the shit out of it. So that's my little victory. Nice. So and it started and you you started already so yeah. it works. I started already and already accomplished wow. some work and um and also it kind of remove the stress of not doing it because now I know it's planned, you know. I told myself I'm not going to do like shit ton of work during the weekend, for example, little bit, yeah. but not a lot. So it relieved this kind of stress of like oh here you're not doing it, you know, you're having fun where you should work on this if you really want to achieve this you should work on it there's usually that little voice that never stops and now yeah. it stops because like yeah it's planned it has a time dedicated for that and now is not the right. time so so you're saying you stopped hearing voices uh yeah i mean there's a lot of voices this one stopped <laughs> oh, okay good yeah uh -oh. <laughs> it's one of the 30 one of the 30 voices mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Sounds like a great planning tool that gives me a bit of anxiety, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I will Should show I you. It's do very fucking simple. Scrum. Oh. Should I open up a backlog? Oh, I don't want to. Uh, you have enough nice. worries with your huge bank account that you have to divide so you're not taxed extra by the German state. So one step at a time. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Fuck so much responsibility <laughs> man uh on the on, on point again yeah one hour 10 minutes i think we are as a we are like a swiss clock precision level i thought you said something different there okay swiss clock all right and corn on that note <laughs> i wish you well, look what the cat dragged out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Corn. <laughs> Bye, my friend. <laughs>